0: This is a radio.com original.
1: We actually filmed this in 17 working days. Yeah. Um, yeah. Almost every single day, we got to show up to work, give them a challenge, walk away, have lunch, do work at our own shop back three blocks away, come back, and fire somebody. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Welcome to an all-new Talking About Cars podcast. Yes, we're back where everybody has a car story. I'm Randy Cardoon. Of course, you know Hot Rod Bob. That's right, Hot Rod Bob Beck. We have a really big show today, and you do, I don't have to tell you that. Just look nope. right there, and you will see the two guys on the show. They look a little familiar, I would say. <laughs> they do, yeah. There They are from Fitch and Rides. Dave Kindig and Kevin Sheely. Kevdog himself is joining us. Thanks, guys, for being
1: with us our pleasure
2: yeah,
3: Absolutely. no doubt no doubt
0: good to be here Absolutely. have you gotten out of boot camp yet, <laughs> <Not> yet. Still. <laughs> still, still cleaning up huh yeah, yeah right right it's Morning obvious everywhere see i'm oh. seeing you guys and it's obvious the barber shops are open in utah no 100 i've, I've yeah, cut moved. my own Talk hair for, for like
1: 20 plus years guys oh. have you really cut yeah. your own hair yeah use it the flow it's not that hard <laughs> to do Steve Manante, <laughs> no, look! I told you, don't give all my secrets away, Cal.
0: Steve Manante used his cat shears—the shears that he used on his cat—to cut his own hair during this whole thing. Uh, wow. D- Dave, what is your best? Uh, what's your best uh, instrument for cutting hair?
1: Uh, actually, I just got a set of clippers. Put a number three on there and shave up until I get close to the long stuff, and then look it back. I mean, it's really not that hard to get to look like this. You shut up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and kev you're wearing a hat so what's your excuse you, who does uh, your day? i
3: don't have any excuse
1: my hair sucks i mean so but i do get it cut he, his he, i'll tell you his secret and he wasn't gonna let it out of the at the bag but uh <laughs> he just dates hot women that know that happen to be hairdressers
3: makes Ooh, sense
1: Ooh. that'll yeah, work and they, and, uh, they actually come right to the shop
3: and just take care of us I oh, see.
0: <laughs> Are they, and i had imagined they're car girls okay. so for a good time bring your clippers
1: yeah, that's right. Yes, so give me sure. a quick tour, get a haircut, or as Kevin says, for any time, bring your clippers. <laughs> <laughs> <Any
0: time. laughs> oh, wow. You know, this has been a crazy time for everybody. I, I want to start off, and we're going to talk a lot about your new show, uh, uh, the whole boot camp scenario, and, of course, what's going on with Bitch and Rise. But I, I got to know, it's affecting everybody around the country and the world. What's the pandemic been like in Utah? How has it affected you guys and the business?
1: Well, you know, it's actually, to be honest with you, I'm okay with the pandemic. (laughs) We've been busy. We never shut down. Uh, We gave uh, anybody that needed the time off, if they had somebody that was uh, close to them that, you know, was compromised. compromised, Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of our guys, Eric, that's still with us. Uh, Eric had survived uh, cancer last year and uh, happened to have a kid. And actually, one of our other guys at the same time, uh, Greg, uh, Ebert, had a kid at the same time. And uh, we didn't want to put Eric in any kind of a bind or any kind of a a chance of uh, getting sick, so we gave yeah for his family and for himself, you know, because he was compromised. Um, So he was off for a couple months and uh, was just fine, you know. Obviously, was able to take advantage of the unemployment stuff. Uh, Greg, uh, his daughter was born with RSV, so again, didn't want to put him in any kind of a risk. So he just worked from home doing SolidWorks design, did about the same amount of work he always does, and uh, we've never really missed a beat. So.
3: we really haven't stopped. It's been, we've been incredibly blessed here. We were able to kind of work the whole time. Everybody, you know, it's kind of hard to teach dirty mechanics how to wash their hands, but we, we, we did. We, we get it. our whole Nobody got sick, so we've been super blessed during this whole thing for sure. Yeah,
1: and I actually, I'm going to take the blame for it because last year we were, well, myself, uh, you were almost every bit of it, 38 weekends out of the year I was at a car show appearances or we were at car shows together. And, I mean, the, the, the business-wise, it was awesome. But I remember catching myself getting a little bit soft in the head and just a little bit too overrun. And I was like, man, what would be nice is just to have a little bit of time off to enjoy some of this, enjoy the cars, enjoy the family and my pool. And, uh, well, it's my fault because we got the whole year off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so, I mean, so, so we've been crazy in the shop. I mean, and like
3: I said, it's just been nice to kind of be home and focus on the shop a little bit, honestly. It's kind of we've taken a, a minute and just kind of – being able to be here. I'm just, I just—I haven't been able to enjoy a summer in a couple years and I'm not complaining but it's been nice to take a deep breath and just kind of be in the shop with the guys.
0: You know Kevin I gotta ask you there, there were some uh, pictures on your Instagram page that was curious to me. One was the thing you went on where you had all these trucks linked to each other driving down the highway. Yeah the gambler. Uh, the gambler.
3: Tell me a little about that. Oh. So the gambler is amazing. It was actually the first year I went, we have some buddies up in Sweet Home, Oregon that uh, own Radiator Supply House or iSpot Customs. You know, we use a couple of their radiators in the shop and they invited me to come up for the gambler. I really didn't know anything too much about it. They just said, they have some trucks up there. But you know, it's, it's, kind of on the, it's kind of on the cheap, you know, two of those trucks were, I think we we're gonna jump there two weeks prior to when we actually left for the gambler. So. And and you go, you kind of go along these trails. You pick up garbage on the way, and then you end up in Gambler Town. And there's kind of a big party, and and there's a hoopty cross, and you're actually driving these beat up trucks or beat up cars, whatever you whatever you have. And it was, I mean, it was just a blast. We just fixed the stuff as it broke, and we broke. Brake lines. We made fan shrouds out of garbage cans and cardboard and tape. And you had a guy riding on
1: the roof. We had a man. guy riding on
3: the roof of one. Watch we the carburetor. We had a fuel problem, and I needed some. I needed to tell me if this filter was filling up the fuel in real time. I mean, we, we just we had a blast. It was amazing. Were
0: and the then, trucks so, actually linked, or were you on a trailer? Or what was that?
3: Okay,
1: so. They broke down, so they had to be linked. <laughs> on the way back, <laughs> that's called towing. <laughs> so on the way
3: back, the, the the truck in front, the white truck, lost his fan belt, and we were heading up a pretty good grade. And just on the other side was Sweet Home, and it was a downgrade all the way. And he's like, "I just got to get to the top, and I can coast all the way home." So I linked up to him and started pushing him, and then I overheated, and then the other truck linked up behind me, and they got us. We got us up over the hill, so. <laughs> Now, was, did, it was an amazing time. If you if you have if you haven't been to the Gambler, go because it's amazing.
2: I we'll put that once. on the list. At least go now, once. Now I saw you had a custom truck you built a few years ago. Is that the truck you used on this run? No, 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 no.
1: no. no. You would you never take junkie work. trucks. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. You don't take a lower truck like what yeah. he builds to a hoopty route. Oh right? yeah. yeah. So yeah. It, was, <laughs> it was
3: it was smash. I mean, these trucks, like I said. Two of these trucks, I believe, were in a junkyard two weeks before we left for the gambler. And they're just thrown together. Yeah. Whatever happens, happens. I think we had we had a fuel problem in my truck. One guy broke a brake line. I mean, we were just fixing them, and it's just guys having a good time. And we picked up trash on the way, kind of, you know do a little bit for the environment and we
1: had a great time hugging the trees right and <laughs> it was an experience for sure and carving so, your name in them
0: <laughs> oh how many trees do you have like that never mind i don't need to ask those personal questions so so again uh if you want to see it bob actually go to his instagram page and it's, it's right in there because it's a cool truck really nice uh not the ones you were Pushing all right. the, place, the other one. Yeah. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the show. This is really your first opportunity to do something a little different. And it's called and Boot Camp. Never, never anywhere did I ever hear it called Dancing with Cars. Never, nowhere. That would have been interesting, though. That would have that's been dancing. Not, not. That, that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dancing with the capital
1: with, d right? Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Dancing with cars Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. You can uh, do that right so, after the exhausted sequence. The exhausted. Yeah, sequence.
3: yeah,
1: that's another one like that. Exhausted.
3: <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> did that weird. one. about
1: yeah. one, one other bad. ones
0: have you guys heard? What other ones have you guys heard? Oh,
1: let's see here. um
3: Well, we had a You had a couple names for for bitch and rides. I mean, what was it? uh it was keeping up with the kardashians the kardashians yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
0: that's good that, yeah With C. see the yeah. hot
1: rod whisperer but that was yeah, just yeah. 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 so we just stayed with pitch and ride yeah. that's how we got the name yeah
0: <laughs> yeah okay i mean you know you could get jennifer love hewitt to show up at the uh, workout or the workshop that would be great i'd be interested.
1: just find with me yeah. Sure. All right. So tell us a little bit her about off the show for putting a crappy weld together.
3: Can you <laughs> set that up or please, Can you set that
0: up? Oh, sure. Yeah. Well, you guys, <laughs> are you guys going to have a second season? Do you have uh, another uh, boot camp, uh,
1: we've There's been mention of it, but nothing's been uh, mm-hmm. uh, confirmed yet. So, But what I can uh, tell you is well, no, I can't tell you that.
0: Okay. Oh, come on. <laughs> Let Kevin tell us. <laughs> yeah, Kevin. Kevin, go ahead. Dave, Kevin, Dave put your fingers thing. in your
1: ear. Hey, Bitchin' Bootcamp might be on TV.
0: Ah.
1: Hmm. Ooh. You did not hear that from me okay. specifically. No. no okay. Well, that's it's right. America's, it's America's sweetheart here. And I'm that's, on the contract, so.
0: That's right. It's only been on the uh, Motor Trend
3: app. I forgot yeah, about correct. that. Correct. Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're pretty excited about that. Which is pretty cool. And again, the Motor Trend app, uh, our uh, season seven of Bitchin' Rides is going to be starting on October 21st. You didn't hear that from me either because they haven't officially put it out there. Of course. Um, mm-hmm. but going yeah. to uh, in all the first. But anytime you have the Motor Trend (laughs) app, you can get on there and watch the episodes a week before they come out on television, which is kind of cool. So there's an advantage there. You can know everything about that car build before all your neighbors.
0: I think Wheeler Dealers is doing the same thing. I think they've got a few episodes out right now. Yeah, Yeah, that's kind of how they operate that. So what was your, looking back now that it's over, what do you you think about your first uh, chance to put a show like that together? It's different than what your build show was. What were your feelings about it afterwards?
1: You know, I had my reservations about it because I've always been in a. Uh, I didn't want anything that looked like made up drama or any kind of, uh, you know, that type of TV show, uh, like Keeping Up with the Kardashians or any of those other, you know, uh, reality shows. shows. But Bitch and Rides, uh, you know, we, we have a good time. We do exactly what it is that we want to do. They're here to capture it. And so my concerns with Bitch and Camp is that we were going to do something completely different. Actually, it was. It was a lot of fun. In what? fact, all the way up through the to the first day of showing up when Kevin and I showed up to film the first day, we had all twelve contestants and the crew. Um, I was a little bit nervous that we were gonna take our name of our build shop and our build show uh and maybe taint it because we were doing a reality type deal. The competition, if you watch the entire eight episodes, it's yeah. actually quite fun. And right after the first day of filming, both I, both Kevin and I were like high five and going, okay. It's not a sh- it was actually was good and it's not going to be stupid. And it's going to be fun. I mean, who, who really gets to do that? We actually filmed this in 17 working days. Yeah. Um, yeah. Almost every single day we got to show up to work, give them a challenge, walk away, have lunch, do work at our own shop, back three blocks away, come back and fire somebody. It was awesome. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you actually didn't do it at your shop. It was somewhere else.
1: So I own another building about three blocks from here that we just store, our, uh, Projects. cars that are coming in and our 18 wheeler and stuff. And actually it's split in half. So we actually set that place up and it worked out great because it didn't interfere at all with my normal running business. Yeah. And we were able to actually work every single day, uh, between filming, you know, cause we'd give them time to just do their project and we'd go back and check in with them and stuff. So it was really cool. And really at the end of the day, there was one huge benefit and that was that we got to hire somebody that won the competition. Yeah. So again, we got another, uh, you know, very awesome, talented individual that's now working in the main shop with us. So. I You're was just going to
0: ask. I was just going to ask that because I wasn't going to say the name because I don't want to spoil it for anybody that's watching. Right, but you. my question was, and sometimes it doesn't always work this way, where you hire somebody, and lo and behold, months later, for some mysterious reason, they're no longer with you. But <laughs> they're still working with you. The person is still. Oh, I will it 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 it. It <laughs> edit that out. I'll edit that out. I'll edit that out.
1: That do not Still right. working with you yep 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 yep. they are still here and they are doing awesome uh and actually we found a lot of talents that we didn't know that much about we kind of had an understanding them sorry okay (laughs) well we can have nice things you're gonna edit out you know this is gonna be like a five minute interview by the time we're yeah i'm gonna
0: be bleeping this thing all over the place yeah so
1: it's uh it's actually worked out really good uh if we did that competition again uh i would be excited to do it but again just Oh, we no, haven't, we happened, had, I haven't, I haven't had sure.
3: confirmation on it yet. I mean, it was it was one of those things that was really, really kind of exciting, I think, for me and Dave. You know, the first day of competition, they they made this cylinder and they made this thing. We sat there and watched a little bit. And I think after after they finished, we're like, well, we want to do it. So we went out we went out into the makeshift shop. And we actually, me and Dave, i a tag team that made it. And we're like, see, it wasn't that hard. Like, people are thinking this is all hard.
1: And more importantly, you'll never know, unless you're watching your interview here, We did it in the time they ate lunch. Uh-oh. Really? So just saying. (laughs) I I,
2: I thought it was really interesting, though, that that the way you had it set up and the way you did things, and there was conflicts, minor, nothing spectacular, but it was interesting to see the interaction with them, and I thought you guys had the most pressure on you because you had to make the decisions.
3: Mm-hmm. We we actually did, you know. It was it was really funny that the way that that they all, you know, the all those guys or all the competitors, they banded together, and we're like, hey, this is a competition show. There's only going to be one winner, and they didn't seem to care. They were all
1: friends. They were all they want one to help each other. And we're just like, pretty soon we're like, I'm sorry, we're going to have to cut you guys off. You're not going to want to hang out with each other because somebody's going to somebody's going to win, and everybody else is going to lose. And I'm sorry, but that's just the way it is. So. No, that was really cool. Um, their camaraderie and their ability to kind of help each other along in a lot of cases is really kind of the, the formula for the success of Condigate Design. If we have somebody that's on our team at the shop here that – can't quite lick the gravy off of all angles of their plate, we're there to help them lick the last of the gravy. That just does that analogy does not work. Say, that good. Say, Did you it,
0: guys it, not have lunch um, today or something? Or, well, I'm I'm not,
1: tell them it takes a team. It, it, it really does take a team. So <laughs> yeah. and that's that's been the mentality. It doesn't matter what department might have failed. We always make sure that every department from all aspects of the shop, because we do every aspect of building a car here, that everybody is there to help them succeed. If if one person fails and the car doesn't make it, we've all failed. Totally. So we all succeed or we all fail. And that's always been my policy and it'll always be that way. And that's why it's going to work for as long as we care to keep it going.
2: I've got a question because, you know, you've been in business for, what, over 20 years now. Mm -hmm. How did you get started, Dave? I mean, you just started in a garage yourself, building a single car at a time.
1: What did you do? Well, I didn't even have a garage at the time. Um, yeah, so, uh, I basically was self-taught, I mean, coming from just a very young age, I was really into cars, Legos, Hot Wheels, plastic models later on. Started working with my hands, and I grew up with no dad around and no uncle in the driveway building a car. It was just something I was very passionate about. And, uh, you know, one thing kind of led to another. I turned 16 and uh, got a Toyota Celica GT Coupe 1977, and I I played with that car a lot and stuff, but I had a good friend of mine, Joel, that uh, was in the same high school as me, He wanted my Toyota and he happened to have a 59 Volkswagen Beetle and so I traded him because I was really into Beetles but geez I never had the budget for that and I had that car and I played with it and I I blew the motor up in it and I traded him back and then shortly thereafter I found out why he wanted to trade back because he had another Volkswagen motor and he had blown my motor up pretty much so (laughs) I ended up with a 61 Volkswagen and again just kept looking at Hobby W's, BW Trends magazines, getting inspired. But the only way I could afford to do anything, I wanted the lowest, coolest car. I wanted chop tops. I wanted all sorts of stuff. But the only way I could do that is to watch somebody else do it and then figure it out and do it for myself. And so I was basically just self-taught. I just surrounded myself with the guys in the Volkswagen Club that knew how to weld or, you know, do electrical or body and paint and that kind of stuff. And I just picked it up. Yeah, well, then then what's, you, go yeah, ahead. You
2: merged, you merged it into a, a an industry. You have a huge facility. I've been lucky enough to, to go there a couple of times and see it. It's impressive. You've built you built up a heck of a business. Uh, did you start buying and selling the cars that you were building?
1: No, that was never really my focus. Um, you know, at the very beginning, I actually got used to the industry, you know, not just being in cars and in the car clubs and stuff. And actually, where I met Kevin, too, is, you know, just the local car shows. But I was working for uh, Jeff Holman at High Performance Coatings, so HPC, here in Salt Lake. And I worked there for eight and a half years. The last two, maybe three years that I was there, here, three years. Um, Kevin and I had got to know each other at, both, at uh, the, the car shows. You know, I'd be in, in the back corner where they have always at the hot rod, you know, night cruise, you know, cruise nights and stuff. they put the Volkswagen guys in the back, and they put the mini truckers right next to them, which is you know, <laughs> Volkswagen and mini trucking. Uh-huh. And so, you know, we got to know each other. We worked really well together at uh, high-performance coatings. And after eight and a half years, I figured out it was actually – you know, for the amount of money I was making per week, I could stay home for one day and design somebody's car. And I was like, well, and I had plenty of work to do that way. And I also had made a lot of contacts selling wheels, um, you know, graphics, airbags, that type of stuff. Kevin was really good at suspension. So he changed his schedule of high performance coatings. Uh, after I had left there after eight and a half years, cashed in my 401k and started my business out of my garage. He changed the schedule to go in at 11 o'clock in the, in the, uh, late morning. And, uh, we were working on a truck. We were bagging an 88 mm-hmm. Chevy long bed, you know, Chevy truck. And the guy was coming to pick it up. So he was he was running a little bit late, but we had to finish it up that day. He finished it. His truck was under the knife, so I gave him a ride to work. I dropped him off, got back on the freeway. He immediately called me he and said fired. that uh, Jeff had fired him. <laughs> and so I got back <laughs> off the freeway, came back around, picked him up. And he goes, man, I can't believe he fired me. I said, that's all right. We got stuff to do. Let's go. <laughs> said, the rest is history. So – yeah. And then I outgrew the garage in about two and a half months and actually moved into one of the 4,500 square foot suites in the building that we now own. Uh, and, uh, you know, just kept saving up money, do more jobs, put more towards equipment. Um, never really had a lot of opportunity to take out loans and, and that type of stuff, or at least in the beginning, I really didn't. We would just work really hard, buy another piece of equipment and start expanding our offerings, whether it was metal shaping Body and paint, electronics. Later on, we got into audio systems, suspensions, wheel design. I mean, you keep going. After 21 years, now I got two CNC machines, a Stratasys MC450 3D printer. We have SolidWorks. We have uh, uh, the the uh, 3D scanner from from uh, from Faro. That's just I mean, we play with this stuff all the time. So now we have all of this super over the top, you know, metal shaping equipment from all over the world. And great friends from all over the world um you know we, we can build pretty much anything and we've you know we've really expanded our our offerings to now be able to do watching or listening. Uh, we have our own full line of uh, custom cars that we're putting out 1953 concept style corvettes oh. we've got four of those sold they come on a roadster shop chassis with a lingenfelter engine and they are carbon fiber bodies by crc we've developed and built the bodies in the molds and they're actually pulling the first vehicles out of molds right now. Let's just keep that really under the lid for a second. It's, uh, it's pretty cool now to actually get to where we're building somebody's dream car of whatever shape and year, model, and style that they want. And now we also offer our own. that's complete turnkey.
2: So the illustration you had on, on the boot camp show just the other day was actually that concept for the Corvette.
1: That was the first of the concepts, yep. Yeah? Okay. Mm, Looking around for the uh, six
2: wheel Pantera now.
3: <laughs> Again, that's no, that, that's mine. The church, <laughs> I'm doing that with the hot tub in the back. Yeah, oh, sure. in the front. That's the <laughs> other one. Yeah.
1: So you had done the six wheel Pantera, which will not be appearing on any episodes. Wait, <laughs> soon. I hope
3: that I'm <laughs> going to
1: Stay there. Six wheel
0: <laughs> Pantera. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I can just see that, Kevin. When you started in getting involved in cars and such, you grew. Ooh, look at
2: that. that. So nice. That is nice. I like very the nice. body changes. The Isn't that cool?
1: Just very yeah. subtle, little wedge, uh, 21 and 22 inch wheels. Yeah. And uh, this is car number one. But again, we'll just keep that under our lid. Yeah, we won't we show we'll We won't tell I'll make sure that I forget yeah. to edit
0: that out when we're done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, that'll, that'll work. Uh, so that's at current Corvette um sizes right it's not it and dimensions it's not like one of those 80s corvettes that somebody sticks uh fifty nope. style yeah, that's, so that's basically like
3: c that's like c1 wheelbase mm-hmm. c1 wheelbase and then we've actually you know stretched the cabin a little bit so there's actually room for a modern day human in the car right <laughs> <laughs>
1: an average, average size guy from 1953 was five foot nothing yep. and yeah. uh yeah. i don't yeah. have any clients i mean i can put a six and a half foot tall guy in that car and that door edge is mm-hmm. all the way up to the top of the shoulder because we sank the seats four inches and four and a half ah. inches back. But it's stock okay. wheelbase, and it looks pretty much – the proportions are proper in the car because we based it off of an original 53. Okay, And so it has adjustable
0: steering wheel, right? So some of us yeah. can actually get in it and not drive. exactly Yeah, the, sh- the steering wheel's not in your, not your chest. You're not eating it. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: The Shriners and Poobahs
0: are not in town. <laughs> And you don't look like Herman Munster while you're driving down the street because your head lives that far over the cowl. Exactly. We're grape yeah.
1: okay. ape riding in the back of a <laughs> rod, so
0: yeah. Go ahead, Bob. All right, uh, you
2: guys have been together. You're working hard. Kevin, you've been, you showed your truck. What kind of project trucks or vehicles do you have in process for yourself?
3: So I'm so I'm actually working on it. don't tell either. Okay. I'm actually working on a, a, a like a 2015 suburban. I know you're like well, suburban. I, he's no. planning on
1: having eight kids, so ladies,
3: <laughs> I if you know how Utah.
1: to cut hair, come and find him and make you. you. i Here work in you.
0: Utah. I lived in Utah for a while. I know what
3: you're talking about. Bob
1: has visited Utah. He knows
0: what you're talking about.
3: <laughs> so actually, so, it, so it's got so it's got a full custom built frame. It sits like all my trucks and. All my trucks sit just flat on the ground. It has massive wheels. I, you know, I just kind of, I'm a little bit spoiled. I know how much a hot rod costs to build, and I'm not quite there yet. So I'm still just kind of sticking to my roots of sport trucks and mini truck stuff. So, I'm how, super excited to get it done. How big's your family that you grew up in? Oh, let's see. I just had a sister, my mom, and my dad. Oh, okay. So my my my, my current family. So yeah, so that's it. Wasn't too big. We, I, I I kind of feel like that's a small family. Yeah. I don't think my dad could put up with it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he figured out what was
1: causing it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: What's causing it? Gotta get a
1: TV
2: or said or something. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah. Get a TV. What uh, What was your first car, Kevin? It was a nineteen. <laughs> it was a
3: nineteen eighty five Honda Accord hatchback. Oh, okay. And, and I bought it. I bought it with my own money, and it was one. It was. It was right around the time that the Fast and Furious movies came out, and I was super bummed because it was like 86 and up, they made all the cool performance parts for, and 85 and down, they didn't really make it. <laughs> yeah. So I, I ripped the I, I ripped the springs out of it. I put it on 16 inch wheels at the time, which were very big, three spoke. I painted it, I shaved it up, and you know I was just I was one of those kind of you know I didn't I didn't grow up with a ton of money. I just always wanted to do the best with what I had, whether I ended up with a truck or a car or an '85 Honda, I just wanted to make it the best that I could make it with what with what I had. And I kind of really look back at that, and that's to me, that's the true meaning of hot rodding. That's kind of yeah. how it all started, you know. Yeah.
1: You what car- tell- the- your dad said about uh, when you shaved your go home mm-hmm. man that's a car? story
3: and stuff too. So I, am <laughs> so in auto body class in high school, and I was lucky enough to have that in my high school, and I shaved the handles off of this Honda. And I didn't know any better at the time I was young. I took it to the dealership to get the safety done. And they said, uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> so then I went home and I told my daddy hey, they won't pass the safety because I've shaved the door handles off. And he said, well, it looks like you better be picking them out then. And I ended up unshaving the car <laughs> for the first paint job, put the handles back in. It was, it was a mess. And then it got broken into a couple years years after that and I ended up just taking the handles off and repainting the doors.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right, I've got a question for you. A couple of years ago when you were down for the, or Dave and Kevin, you were down for the uh, classic. down at the Classic Mm -hmm. Auto Show. Behind the scenes, Randy is talking to you guys, and you're debating back and forth about the first year of the Continental. And then the same topic came up just the other day on Boot Camp. Have you ever settled that?
1: I thought we did, but I don't, there was, remember. I don't remember. But the 58
3: – that was the deal. So the, the 58, 58, they believe it was a Mark 3? It 2? was a
1: Lincoln Continental Mark II. Mark
3: and I just thought it was a Lincoln Continental because I'm a simple guy. <laughs> well, but what- the,
1: the question was, was it a Lincoln Mark II or was it a Continental Mark 2? And when did Lincoln and, Mer- and Continental merge? Yeah, because right. so they were two separate companies up until that point. And fifty eight, fifty nine, I think, is when it switched out the gray to where no, one absorbed the help. other, and yeah. then it was all the same. Well, well I, I don't just think we've Mark, ever
0: settled it. Mark 1 was the 41 version, I think. Mark 40s, 2 was 56, 57. Um, yeah, 56, 57 was Mark 2. And then the yeah. big question of, okay, fifty eight, fifty nine, sixty, was that the Mark 3, four, five Lincoln Continental or Continental? exactly
3: right. yeah we don't know
1: but the oh, dash we... emblem the dash emblem says continental by lincoln yeah on our 58 that's true so oh there's wow. the proof in the pudding so, so, it
2: was so how much money was spent on that, on that. i mean you, you guys had a wager going behind the scenes back then uh,
3: who won i told him a bunch of times that i won but he's not believing me he still <laughs> owes me <laughs>
1: We're we're really not sure. It's like a couple guys beating each other up, and you're like, I don't know. We'll have to
3: look at at the episode because I think the question gets answered in the episode of the Lincoln.
1: See, they can, they can, it's a network. They can make anything. You're right. You can't believe it's If it's on the
3: internet, it has to be true. It has (laughs) to be Especially (laughs) if it's on
0: Wikipedia. Yeah, okay. There we go. (laughs) 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 So Kevin, the car that you once had that you no longer have that you would like to get back, maybe.
3: Oh... Go ahead, Kevin. How do you feel about that? The only, you know, I've had a lot of, I've had a lot of trucks, and I've kind of always had a rule. Before I start another one, I kind of get rid of one. That's just kind of my rule. I don't, I'm not looking to collect. I'm looking to enjoy, and then let somebody else enjoy. You know, I built, I built a '99 black Silverado, and that's probably the only truck that I miss. That's probably one of the nicest trucks I've ever built. And I was so scared of it, I didn't want to drive it. And now someone else has owned it and kind of rounded the corners off a little bit. I think I'd love to have it back at this
1: point. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Yeah, full eclipse. was was yeah. pretty nice looking. Uh, yeah, it was, it was so an
3: incredible truck.
0: So. Maybe they're listening and watching and they'll be calling you back. Who
1: knows? Yeah. You never
0: know.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, if that's the case, if any of our listeners are out there, I'm looking for a Prova Kuntosh replica. New <laughs> uh, Cassie, not a Fiero stretch.
2: No I see. Favorite. okay how, how do you drive, how do you drive your lower trucks in the snow up there I mean we don't I live don't. in snow country
3: you don't. I, don't I park them I park them and I have what I call a beater truck that I drive in the winter and I'm just going to be honest with you yeah. I just like I told I told somebody the other day I said you know I bought this beater truck for 2500 bucks I said it would cost me that much just in car wash tokens during yep. one winter to wash one of my trucks every single day that it's snowed and get the salt and everything off. It's just, I just don't have the time to do that, so I, get, I have a beater. I drive a beater in the winter.
0: I uh, when I lived there, I had a '68 Chevelle Malibu, and I used that as my snow plow car. You basically right. you stick the salt, uh, big bag of salt in the back. You don't take the good car out, and then you take that and use it as your snow plow car as you drive all over the city. I remember exactly. That. Yeah. <laughs> That's like my
1: all-wheel drive Panamera. Yeah, snowplow car. It's a rental. Oh, well, (laughs) if it's a a car like that.
2: (laughs) Dave, you got a you got a lot of a ration of of stuff over wrapping your Mercedes a few years ago.
1: Did you see the color? Yeah, (laughs) these guys called it pink. It wasn't pink. It was like a reddish copper color, matte finish. No, not a salmon. And yeah, it was peach. <laughs> no, you know what? Though, here's here's the thing is I truly wanted to repaint the car black. We didn't have the time, and I was like, well, you know, it'd be kind of cool. Is I'll just take it over to my buddies and have it wrapped. And I actually wanted an anodized cherry red. That I was actually at and Good Guys. They had my car all tore apart. The material that they had ordered did not come in. I was hoping to get the car back when I got back. And so i was talking to a good friend of mine and we're still i do a lot of stuff with the with trevor and those guys over at Envision. they do a wonderful job and he says dave trust me you're gonna love this color it's not exactly what you were the color you picked it's a little bit more on the copper side but it looks really good and i'm like okay yeah you can you still have it done he's like oh yeah yeah sure so i get it and my first look at it i was like that is so far from what i wanted but it's kind of cool and it grew on me i liked it but I have to be honest with you. I'm a shiny kind of gar- car guy. And and uh, so fast forward, you've probably seen the episode uh, in the next season or two seasons later, I repainted the car black just in time to sell it. it looks so much better. Ah. So huge waste. Should have kept the car. Um, that's the one that got away from me because I, I really did quite love that car. It was nice. But
0: uh, All right. Have, uh, give me three cars that are high above your list because we all have them. The car that we want someday. You know, Ooh. if somebody gave you a bunch of money and it was like, uh, "Hey, uh, go buy a car," or maybe you earned it and you want to spend it on something. What were the top three cars that are on your list?
3: Mm, that's super tough. I can tell you the first one right. I would have a 1955 post Chevy built like a design. I might be there too, but I would have it built. I mean, those are, thats one of the one of those cars that's on my wish my wish list. We built one probably. Oh, it, has is it been ten years oh, now? Yeah. Ten yeah. years, and I just fell in love with this car. I and mean, I just told myself one day I will have this car. Probably a Ford GT, honestly. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. I really
1: like the 506 or the new oh, one. I probably have to
3: have both. Can I get both as one pick? Well, Charles, that's <laughs> picks. That's that's free. Hold on, let me check with the judges. The judges. Yeah. all right you're yeah, okay. in go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I have both because I really like the, I really like the classic styling of the 0506 but I, I took a third. ride in a new one out on a track Whew! amazing amazing car let's
1: see for my third
3: mm, that's a
2: tough
0: one notice nothing them attract you no well, you know, we could ask Dave while you think of the third. Yeah, Dave, yeah, yeah. I'll,
3: I'll come up with one more.
1: Okay. It's
0: Dave. What's your top three?
1: You know, uh, actually, I have to tell you, I'd take the uh, Mercedes Goldwing that we built.
3: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, that Dave cool. loves that car. He's tried to buy it a couple times, That but the owner not
1: having that. I, uh, <laughs> before we sent that car back to Rich in California when we got it back from Saudi Arabia and been out there uh, for that uh, auto salon show. Uh I had that car for a full day. Of course, the one day I get to just go out and, you know, I'm concentrating on just spending a couple hours in that car, put a couple hundred miles on it. I almost hit a deer, (laughs) but I had that car through the corners and the canyons, and man, the car just performed wonderfully. The stereo was awesome. awesome. The handling, the performance of the car, uh, the air conditioning was working. I mean, it's just Really a sweet car. Um, that one, since we don't have a budget, I'll take the Sterling Moss uh, Mercedes Roadster. Uh, mm. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that one. It's a yeah. 2015, I think. It's crazy. No windshield. It's silver. With red. Was there that one that was in? It was in Saudi okay, Arabia. I know, I know beautiful car. And, of course, uh, we got to experience that, and I got to know a little bit about Sterling Moss before Sterling just passed away This uh, what, yeah. three months ago or so. Um, so there's two. I mean, we don't have a budget, right? So I'll take a Bugatti uh, Chiron. Okay. No hot rods other than Mercedes. I oh. like I like European cars uh, as well as hot rods, but I've been kind of getting into the exotic scene a little bit. Um, I really uh, quite enjoy the low, wide, and, and fast cars and going around corners fast and the sound. I mean, it's pretty fun. So
2: we're going to mm. see you at the Historics in Monterey soon then.
0: If I can get that Mercedes, you bet. <laughs> <laughs> but Kevin, do you come up with the third?
3: Uh, you know, I was just thinking, I mean, just something loud and obnoxious. Just a muscle car at the end of the day. I'm not a picky guy. You know, it's just something, you know, more probably like some, something that like is a pro touring car, you know, something with big power, something you can put into the corners. But, you know, I'm more of, like I said, a muscle car guy when it comes to that kind of stuff versus uh, Mr. Exotic over here. Dave Exotic, we'll call him
1: Exotic Dave. <laughs> oh, thanks for the nickname. <laughs> <laughs> and we <we've> started to. <laughs> well,
0: I just want to know how much a lot of people out there appreciate the work you do yeah. on a budget. As a matter of fact, you may remember the car that uh, you did for me on a budget. This was, <laughs> this was, of course, my budget. It was a little low, but you know you. It was certainly uh, right up That's there. Good. Well, yeah, looks like you've I, been
1: saving up. Let me put some flares on it for you. There you <laughs> are, <yeah.
0: laughs> Send I'll it go back find, in. I'll go find another hundred million dollar candy bar, and we'll be in. Uh, we'll be you go. In Business, I think, right there. No, so, absolutely. Tell me about, uh, or can you talk about uh, some of the when you guys put together uh, your next pitch and rides? Uh, what kind of cars do you have in the uh, in the I we can tell. A pipeline to be driving or at least working on. We well, can be vague. We well, can
1: you tell you what kind well, of cars we're um, working vague on. Vague is the same thing I always say: one of everything, two of others. That's <laughs> but that's super vague. <laughs> now, um, you know what? Go ahead. Doug. You tell them a couple. I'll tell them a couple. Let's see. So we got we got a really killer C10. Those trucks
3: are big right now, and this one is just going to blow your mind. And that's all I'm going to say. This is way different. And I know you're thinking like C10s. Everyone. You can C10. only do so you much to a C10. So this thing is out of this world, and I'm, I'm super excited for the world to see this truck. I it. In fact, I'm, I've been asking every day, are we almost done with bodywork? Are we almost done with bodywork? I mean, it was so cool. It was so cool. Um, let's see. We have a really, really, really cool Mustang that we put together for the uh, Austin awesome challenge. challenge. It's going to be really, really, really nice and
1: really trick stuff that we've done. Has Actually, I'll tell you one aspect that's really cool and notable about that car is the engine was on the cover of Hot Rod Magazine about 11 or 12 years ago in a uh, shootout, build and john Causey had won that build off and this is the engine that is located in this mustang it's a 5.4 liter stroked up built uh, mod motor from ford so super cool you're going to love that one i get the next one one of my personal favorites again i'm more of a hot rod guy but i do like the exotic kind of stuff one of my very favorite early vintage cars is a pantera I love Pantera 71 72. It's a beautiful car, great styling. We happen to be building one right now for Ernie Bach, that is the owner of Ferrari Boston. And uh, it's a uh, pretty cool. Um, I know, but they can't see what we've done to it exactly. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hold on, it. hold on. Um, show show okay. us. Let's see <laughs> if we <laughs> can see it. Yeah, we, we can see it so close. We yeah. stretched the cab. Ernie is six foot four. You don't fit in that car at five foot ten. Yes, we cut the car in half and added a lot of a uh, lot of uh, additional structure via a roadster shop custom built chassis. You don't go any further than that, and I can't tell you any more than that. Jeez, just, but it's just, it's a legitimate <laughs> retro supercar, which That's is really cool. just a super cool idea um, and a, and a great opportunity to build something that I really had an eye on. Uh, Pantera since I was a little kid. I just I think they're just a beautiful car. Great mix of Japanese electronics, German uh, or Italian design, and Ford power. Mm-hmm. So you can't beat it. But well, you can start, but a lot.
2: Was this car a, a a really nice car when you started?
3: Uh... Surprise, surprise. You know, we were, it was really funny that you asked that because you know we we took the car apart and before we get we sent it to strip. We're like, well, you know, a lot of these are really rusty. A lot of these are kind of lipstick on a pig. And when we got the car back from strip, we were very, very, very pleasantly I don't surprised. think there was one ounce of rust on it. Wow, None.
1: not one. But what we did find out, so don't feel bad, is they made more than one. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and without the rust from the factory,
0: right, right. right. <laughs> I think that yeah. cost extra, didn't it, Bob? I don't, yeah. Well, you yeah. can watch them rust in your driveway at night.
2: Yeah. yeah right.
3: Wow, yeah, what else awesome what
1: we got in there? You know, this year's been a little bit different. I mean, we've got we've had a lot of Corvettes. Yeah, yeah we've, had, we've, we've got paid. special Corvette. Yeah, we have special Corvettes. Um, it's been kind of one of those years, too, where everything kind of went, it's been a weird year, like you very first started off the conversation today. Uh, we've seemed to have done a lot of mechanical stuff, and maybe not, I mean, we have a lot of big builds in here, but we fit in a lot of retrofits. Uh, the other 65 mustang mm, yeah. uh, full chassis and stuff. kind of a sleeper car you know yeah. But, uh, I yeah mean, i can't you, can, you have to watch yeah, i'm sorry guys look <laughs> at <laughs> <It's definitely, laughs> the time we can't tell you yeah,
0: and, and when okay, does when that show know, hit <laughs> uh the
1: october, uh, 21st. october 21st october 21st october. officially what really we hear
2: that? Well, well we, we had it's such a record She's as she's car crazy as I am. I like it. She made it. sure all the car shows are, are being recorded and made sure that we had Motor Trend on the TV. Nice. Very nice. good.
0: Very good. And, of course, uh, we always carry it with us on our phones, on yep. our iPads, and everywhere else. So uh, that way we can keep an eye on it. Well, yeah, we you got to get it. Well, we have one more question to ask you, but we're going to wait and save that for our uh, – basically our patrons on patreon.com so uh we're going to uh wrap this one up and then of course ask the question and you'll have to sign up to actually hear what the answer is (laughs) and what the question is yeah so that'll certainly work out so guys i appreciate the time thank you so much for joining us don't forget to listen to our audio podcast on radio.com and tnx1070.com Our video podcasts, of course, are going to debut two weeks after the audio debuts. So we'll be on our new Too Tired Guys Productions channel because we're old and we're a little too tired, man. And uh, subscribe to both. (laughs) Follow us on social media. Told you about the Patreon thing. Until next time, I'm Randy. That's Hot Rod Bob. That's Kevin. That's Dave. Having fun talking about cars. We'll talk to you next time.